0: Thanks for joining us here at AG Kolkata. We are the church for the open arms and we serve in the city of joy, Kolkata. It is our desire to reach out to those in need and to be instruments of effective change in a hurting world. If you'd like to learn more about us, you can simply go to www.agkolkata.org. We hope that you'll enjoy today's message.
1: I don't know about you, Uh, growing up in India, and I guess it's all around the world, we are exposed to some very interesting ideas. Uh, These interesting beliefs supposedly can control our lives. For example, if a black cat crosses your path, it's bad luck for the rest of the day. And I know some people actually don't go out, they go back home again. Uh, Also, if you break a mirror then you're doomed for the next seven years of your life. Um, Or bad luck comes in a series of three. If three bad things happen over three days, uh, it's definitely you're in big trouble. Uh, Similarly, a widespread belief in India is that at birth, God comes to write the fate of a newborn child on its forehead. And some of us who got longer foreheads, it's a blessing, right? Um, the idea of head writing expresses that one must bear one's fate since no amount of effort can alter it. Uh, so what's written on my head? I see some people said, this is what my, my future is. This is what's going to happen. This is how my life will be. Nothing can change it. And if we live our life based on this myth or belief uh, that this is my fate and nothing can change, then some things don't matter. That's why uh, some people end up making their own choices. Uh, uh, Firstly, some people, you go where you want since your destination is decided by your fate. It doesn't matter what I do with my life. Or secondly, you grab what you want. Uh, Nobody can stop what I want. Um, Whatever is in my fate, I will get it. I will just have to work hard to get what I want. And finally you seize your own dreams you can be whatever you want to be because this is my fate my question this morning is is there something bigger or better than living by your own fate in genesis chapter 11 a baby was born into a culture where he was given a name by his father and the name was given was abram abram means the father is exalted Most likely a reference to a deity worshipped by his family. And based on the history and culture of his family, he would have lived out a meaningless fate. But something happened in Genesis 12 to Genesis 24 that changed not just the history of his life, but changed the history of the world. God changed Abram's name to Abraham. And he became the father of nations. What made the difference? Abraham had an encounter with God. And that's when Abraham discovered we are not called to live by our own fate. But we are called to live by faith. Amen. Living by faith takes you beyond living by your own fate. Your fate doesn't own you or what you do. But your faith in the living God takes you beyond all that's possible. Amen. If the founders of our church, Mark and Halder Bundain in 1954 decided to live by faith, uh, They would have stayed back in Canada and decided, you know what, this is our destiny. This is all that we can do with our lives. But their faith in God... Faith in God's word, faith in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 makes us possible to see what we see in 2024. What is Ephesians 3 20? Do you want to read it together? Let's the Bible says, let's read it together. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Amen. What does it mean to live by faith? Everyone say faith. Okay, it's very a tongue twister. Everyone say faith. Say faith. Okay, somehow similar, but it means a world of a difference. What does it mean to live by faith? One, I want us to look at Abraham's life, and it teaches us three lessons. One, let's look at Genesis 12, one to four. The Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. I want us to read verse four together loudly. So Abram departed as the lord had instructed just wanted to check how many of us just just curious to know how many of us use google maps or gps to get to a location okay wow this is we are all into that generation actually last few years of my life google, google maps actually really saved my life as i'm really pathetic to get to the right location even a couple of months ago i got On a train and headed in the wrong direction. Instead of going from Katak to Kolkata, I was headed from Katak to Hyderabad. For several years, when I visited, when I needed to make a pastoral visit or a care group visit, I took detailed instructions on the route. I wrote down all the details. Best case scenario, I forced one of you to come to my location and then come along with me to your house. Sad. Sad. Uh, Well, Google Maps changed all of that. GPS map locations showed me exactly where to go, how to go, how long it would take. I did not even need to ask anyone. All I needed to do was to listen to the voice of Google. Often in life, that's how we operate. We want to know where we are going before we start the journey. When it comes to following Jesus, we want Jesus to tell us exactly what he plans with our lives, how he plans to take us, and the exact duration of the trip. We would even prefer Jesus to give us an expert customer review of the destination before we start the journey. If living by faith is going where you want, firstly, living by faith is going where God wants. It's going without knowing the GPS location. It's walking in obedience. All that Abraham was told to do was to go. The destination was not given. He was only instructed to go. We don't actually like to be instructed, right? We actually insist on doing what we want. Going where we want to go. But Abraham was different Genesis twelve four. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed. When God, what God says decides my steps. That was Abraham's prayer. God gave a road map for Abraham. Where God leads, I follow. Now God may not give a destination. He only gives the first step. We want the blessing of a destination... But we don't want to endure the pain of the first step. Every step that Abraham took, he joyfully followed God as an act of worship. He built altars to God, acknowledging chapter 12, 7 to 9, I go where you want me to go, and he built an altar. We may not know what tomorrow holds, but we commit to follow him today. Amen? We follow his voice as diligently as we follow the voice of Google, in 2024, my dear friends, God is calling us to walk in obedience. There was a man called Sir Leonard Wood. He once insist he once visited the King of France, and the King was so pleased with Sir Leonard Wood that he actually invited him for dinner the following day. Sir Leonard went the following day, went to the palace, and the King meeting him. In one of the halls said, why Sir Leonard? I did not expect to see you today. How is it that you are here? Sir Leonard Wood was shocked. He said, your majesty, you actually invited me, remember? That's why I am here. But the king said, yes, but you did not answer my invitation. That's when Sir Leonard Wood uttered one of the finest sentences in life. This is what he said. A king's invitation is never to be answered, but to be obeyed. A king's invitation is never to be answered, but to be obeyed. A heavenly father's invitation is never an option of yes or no, but it is to be simply obeyed. Secondly, if living by faith is grabbing what you want, Living by faith is giving up what you want. Can you tell that to your neighbor? Giving up what you want. Now, sometimes we misunderstand what faith is. Faith for some people thing is, it means to grab the best. I am God's child and the child of the king and I must get the best. But Genesis chapter 13 shows us a different picture. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible. Verse 5 to 7, the Bible says, Lot who was traveling with Abraham had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle and many tents. But the land could not support both Abraham and Lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abraham and Lot. Now what is happening in Genesis chapter 13 to help us understand what happens here. Let me place before you a relevant example as shared by Charles Swindoll. This is how we put it. Let's say you and a member of your family, a nephew or a cousin own a business together. You own 60% and your cousin or nephew owns 40%. Orders are rolling in and you're doing well, but it's taking a toll on your relationship. You are not close as you once were and now your families are beginning to quarrel. It's time to separate. You invite your business partner, your cousin, to break first and suggested that the best way to ensure growth is to divide the company. The eastern and western divisions would become independent companies when you roll out a map of the country and examine the sales figures, it's clear that one division is doing better than the other division. As the majority stakeholder, you got 60%, remember? You have the right of first choice, which presents you a very intriguing question. Do do I go ahead and choose what is bigger and better? Or do I make my cousin make the choice? There is nothing Wrong with choosing the better territory, it's your right as the senior partner. Now, some of us don't understand all this business talk. Let's get make it a little more simpler. Let me. I'm going to show you a couple of items. If you are put in a scenario where you could pick whichever one you want, and there are two of you seated at that table, um, I'm going to show you a set of items. Now, you need to decide which item you'll take. You have the right of first choice. It's free. It's for you. Are you ready for it? Okay. Item number one, as it comes up on the screen, what will you choose? Want a half cookie or the full cookie? Yeah. We end up choosing the bigger one. I mean, And we start that journey as a child, right? And we tell our kids, you know what? When you see um, two cookies, make sure you choose the half piece and give Your friend, the better piece. Let's go to the next one. You want to go for an iPhone 15 or a Nokia 1100, which got a torch on top. How many of us will go for the iPhone? Right? You have the right of first choice. Next item, the famous old Bajaj. Or you want the latest bike? It's it's for you. You can choose whichever one you want. Finally, you want a hut or a bungalow? Well, that's what happened in Genesis chapter 13. Abraham gave up his right of first choice for the sake of harmony with his nephew. Faced with conflict on the issue of name, power, or land, we usually choose a selfish response. What do we do? We fight, we grab, we manipulate, we dictate. But Genesis chapter 13, verse 8 to 9, Abraham chose a different response in conflict with his nephew Lot. What did he say? This is what he said. Listen to this. He said to Lot, Let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. Let's read it together. The whole countryside is open to you. Take your choice of any section of the land you want and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land to the right. If you prefer the land on the right, then I will go to the left. He decided to give up what he wanted. A life, listen to this carefully, a life of faith. Hold things loosely and doesn't fear when people want your seat, your title, your position or anything you're entitled to because you trust in God to give you what you need. Amen. When we refuse to fight and grab for the best, God honors you with a grander vision. I want you to listen to this carefully. God gives you his best when you choose to give up your best. Amen. And you tell that to your neighbor. God gives you his best when you choose to give up your best. Genesis 13:14 to 17. What had happened in that passage? Lot chose the beautiful lust meadows of Sodom and Gomorrah, and Lot left. Bible says, verse 14, after Lot had gone, this is what the Lord said to Abraham. Let's read it together. Look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. I'm giving you all this land as far as you can see to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go And walk through the land in every direction for I am giving it to you. Amen. When we give up what, when you give up what you want, God gives you something bigger. What is that? He gives you a grander vision. He opens your eyes to a vision you did not even dare to dream. When you give up what you want, God gives you something bigger. He gives you a grander privilege. He opens your hand to a project you did not even dare to possess. When you give up what you want, God gives you something bigger. He gives you a grander legacy. Opens your heart to an investment you did not even dare to plan for. He gives you a grander journey. He trains your feet to a horizon that you did not even dare to perceive. Amen. Let go of fighting for the best. Let God give you his best. Amen. Reminded of the story on December 2nd, 2012. or 12 years ago. Spanish athlete, Ivan Fernandez Anaya. He was competing in a cross country race in Burlanda, Navarre. He was running second, some distance behind the race leader, Abel Mutai. Who is Abel Mutai? The bronze medalist in the 3000 meter steeplechase at the London Olympics. As they entered the finishing straight, Ivan Anaya noticed something. He saw that the Kenyan runner, the certain winner of the race, he was mistakenly pulling up and slowing down just 10 Meters away from the close finish line. Thinking that he had finished the race. Fernandez Anaya quickly caught up with him. Now Fernandez is coming second. Abel Mutai is coming first. Fernandez caught up with him. And instead of exploiting Abel Mutai's mistake to speed past him and claim an unlikely victory. This is what Ivan Anaya did. He stayed behind. And with gestures, guided the Kenyan to the line and let him cross first. Wow. And this is what he said, Fernandez Anaya. I didn't deserve to win it. I did what I had to do. He was the rightful winner. He created a gap that I couldn't have closed if he hadn't made a mistake. As soon as I saw he was stopping, I knew I wasn't going to pass it. That's what it means to give up what you want. Amen. Living by faith. Finally, living by faith means if it means to seize your dreams, living by faith is signing out of your dream. Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 to 3. Sometime later, the Bible says, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham got called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son. Yes, Isaac, whom you love so much go to the land of moriah go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which i will show you the next morning abraham got up early he saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him along with his son isaac now many students i know there are some students here you don't like tests or exams but tests in real life shape us tests are important tests reveal who we are tests are painful But it reveals our real agenda. Tests are life changing. It often prepares us for a season of new opportunities. In Genesis 22, God decided to test Abraham. Abraham was living out his own dream and adventure. By this time, he was a very rich man. But God wanted him not just to live out his own dream. He wanted Abraham to live out God's mission for his life. Chasing our own selfish dreams can be a very dangerous activity. I'm reminded of a story from ancient India told by Henry Nguyen. This is what he said. Four royal brothers decided each to master a certain ability. Time went by and these four royal brothers decided to meet together and to reveal what they had learned. The first brother said, I have mastered a science by which I can take but just a bone of a creature and create flesh that goes with it. Wow. The second said, that's amazing. I know how to grow that creature's skin and hair if there's flesh already on its bones. Excellent. The third brother said, that's great. Well, I am able to create its limbs if I have flesh, the skin and the hair. Finally, the fourth brother said, oh, that's amazing. But you know what I can do? I know how to give life to that creature If its form is complete. So all the four brothers got excited. They were so impressed with the possibilities of their own dream. The brothers went into the jungle to find a bone. And they interestingly found the bone of a lion. The first brother added flesh to the bone. The second grew hide and hair. The third completed it with matching limbs. And the fourth brother gave life to the lion. As soon as the lion came to life, shaking its mane, the ferocious beast arose with a loud roar and jumped on its creators. He killed them all and vanished gladly into the jungle. We too have the capacity to create what can devour us. Our dreams can consume us. The dreams that we cease can strangle us. God wanted to test If Abraham was just living out his own dangerous dream or ready for God's mission for his life. Isaac was his only son whom he loved so much. Abraham had received a dream that he would be the father of nations. If that was the dream, how was that dream going to happen? If Isaac was going to die, Abraham was really not sure. And that's where we need to look at this passage in Hebrews. Hebrews 11, 17 to 19, let's read it together. It was by faith that Abraham offered Isaac as a sacrifice when God was testing him. Abraham, who had received God's promises, was ready to sacrifice his only son, Isaac, even though God had told him, Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. Abraham reasoned that if Isaac died... God was able to bring him back to life again. And in a sense, Abraham did receive his son back from the dead. Amen? A transition from your own dreams to God's mission will require us to sign out of our own dreams. How does signing out of your own dreams look like? One, it will require us to move away from what you love to what God loves for you. Abraham's deep love was Isaac. God wanted to test, listen to this carefully, God wanted to test if Abraham's love for God was deeper than any other love in his life. Something else we notice here signing out of our dreams requires means moving out from where you are to where God wants you to be. Abraham experience deep discomfort, inconvenience to move from his own personal zone to God's location. God wanted to test, listen to this carefully, God wanted to test if Abraham's passion for God's mission would drive him to take inconvenient steps for God. And when we look at Genesis 22 verse 12, let's read it together. Don't Lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way for now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. What does it mean to sign out of your dreams? Listen to this carefully. To pay the cost to do anything that would keep you in the fear of God. Abraham, the angel said, now I know that you fear the Lord. The fear of God guides your biggest steps towards God's mission for your life. Our dreams, if our dreams fulfill our greatest love, God's mission requires us to walk in the fear of God. Living by faith means to sign out of your dreams and log in to God's mission. Amen. Moving out from our dream to God's mission is a costly journey. Why is it costly? You seek God's love more than all your personal loves. You seek God's location more than your comfort zone. You seek God's fear than your greatest love. Father Damien was a Belgian priest who went to serve in what was considered a God-forsaken place, an island called Molokai where Hawaiians with a disease which they thought at that time was leprosy were quarantined. Damien lived and shared food with them and cared for others at great cost to himself. After 12 years of serving in that island, he contracted leprosy. Four years later, he died. This is what Father Damien wrote to his brother at the end of his life. He said, I am gently going to my grave. It is the will of God. And I thank him very much for letting me die of the same disease and in the same way as my lepers. I am very satisfied and very happy. Amen. As we conclude the service and worship team comes back, like Abraham, we have this costly journey. Where we can start this journey with these words in Genesis chapter 22, verse 1. Here I am. Amen. Here I am. Living by faith, that's where it starts. Where we say, Lord, here I am. October 23rd, 1991. I was a 14 year old teenager. I told the Lord, here I am. I don't know what my future holds, but here I am. my sign out of my dreams. More than 30 years later, I have never regretted making that prayer. If you are a teenager in this place, your one prayer of faith could change the track of your life. You are a husband and a wife in this place. Your one prayer of faith could change the track of your family. You are a professional in this place. Your one prayer of faith could change the track of your family. Amen. 2,000 years ago there was a man who decided to live by faith. And refused to be resigned to his faith. In the garden he prayed... Not my will, but your will be done. He was willing to go where God wanted him to go. He gave up what he wanted and he trusted God with his life. He signed out of his dreams and captured God's mission for his life. 2,000 years ago, Jesus hanging on the cross, when he whispered, Into your hands, I commit my spirit. What had he done? He had surrendered himself to the heavenly father's hands. And in 2024, my dear friends, this Sunday morning, like Jesus, your master, your savior, your Lord, will you commit yourself this day and say, I refuse to just to be resigned to the fate of my life. I believe that there's a purpose for my life. I believe I'm called to walk by faith. I commit myself to go where God wants me to go. To give up what I want. And I commit myself to sign out of my dreams and log into God's mission for my life.
0: Thanks for listening to this message from AG Kolkata. We hope you would stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by using at AGC Kolkata. We would love to know how this message has touched your life. Please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at storiesagkolkata.org. At Hope you have a great week ahead.